You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, we are live. Day one. Day one is in the books, guys. Finally. That was fun, Steve. And by the way, yes. Who's Steve? Yeah, it's not Zach. <laughs> Steve Rippy, Fantasy Guys, is in the building. There's only a few people that I could have called on this early, the day after the the day after day one, to really get, you know, some insight, you know, and some immediate reactions. Cause I texted Steve early this morning. I said, Hey Steve, can you get on this podcast? Because I really want someone to talk to about day one and he's like yeah yeah i already put a few hours uh of work uh into into last night already and i'm like that's why i hit you up man. so i appreciate you man thanks for coming on yeah you know you you didn't actually say steve in the, the text you um we were texting last night and i thought it was one of those situations where i was your last text you know last night and so you were trying to text zach maybe so i wasn't sure if you were like meaning and then i was like i'm ready to go though you know so i'm like i'm excited to be here man so thanks for the invite Hell yeah, man. I love it. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, you can find Steve's amazing work over on Fantasy Guides on Instagram. You know, I have I, I have my own rookie draft kit, but you guys have to check out Steve's as well. You know, it's funny because my 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 subscription to your annual pass just renewed, I think, yesterday. Oh, or, or like the day before. I just got the email. Um, so I'm excited to 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 really <laughs> check that out. And I know you're updating your dynasty rankings already. Uh, you know, after day one. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'm super excited, man. Day one okay. was quite fun. There were no trades, right? Which was, which was, I mean, uh, there were trades, well, but there were no player trades, right, right? right? Like we didn't see no, you know, AJ Brown or Marquise Brown type of trades this mm-hmm. year. Um, we didn't see a wide receiver taken until a lot later than, than I thought personally. There were a couple of guys who were sliding down a little bit. What were your overall takeaways? Just your overall thoughts on, on how the first round went. I thought it was exciting. I thought it was fun. Like, I, I, I don't know about you when Bijan went. Like, I, I guess I had some thoughts about him possibly going to Atlanta, but I just didn't I didn't know that it would actually happen. So seeing him go top 10 was exciting. But to me, the shock of the draft, I, I'm guessing you'll agree, was Gibbs going pick 12. Like, that, 100%. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, the, for, for, for the record, worst football move ever. Like, real life football. Like, why don't we I, just let's just start talking about it right now okay. you know because we're, <laughs> okay. we're already there dude like i think this is what everybody is tuning in to, to hear about to be mm-hmm. honest with you right like this is you know and and you, you hit it on the head i think from an nfl standpoint it's probably a bad pick at 12 yeah would you agree yeah i just don't think i think it's very hard to justify any running back in today's nfl going top 12 to top 10, you know, um, I think he's got enough. Qu- I, now I really like Gibbs, but I think he has enough profile 
question marks to, to take him at 12 when you've already got Swift and Montgomery. Yeah, that was just obviously they you've said this to me before, like they when they signed Montgomery, they they made up their mind about Swift. You know, I think he's probably exactly. gone. Uh, but still, yeah. like you, you've got good running backs, and we, we know that's a replaceable position, and it's not one of those positions that's as important for football. So, I, I just think it was a missed opportunity to get a better uh, real life positional value there. I agree, and listen, I can understand the case behind Bijan. I think Bijan is a more generational, quote unquote, generational type of prospect. Yeah. So I understand it, especially given the fact that a lot of teams didn't have first round grades on a lot of these guys, right? And Bijan was probably, you know, in a vacuum, the one of the best prospects in this draft, right? Regardless of position. So I understand right. that. But Jameer Gibbs is a fifteen to eighteen touch kind of guy, right? He weighed in, mm-hmm. weighed in at one ninety nine. Can he be Alvin Kamara? Well, you got to keep in mind, Alvin Kamara is a bigger dude, right? Like he, he might have a similar skill set, but he's a bigger guy. Like he's, an, he's a real running back, someone who can run between the tackles and take a little bit more punishment. And we haven't, we don't know what that's going to look like for Jameer Gibbs. Now, from an NF, from a fantasy perspective now, right? I, I think <laughs> that go. it's different. Right. This is it's, it's a different situation. Like we're looking at from the NFL standpoint, you're looking like, wow, like, why would you take Jameer Gibbs there? This is terrible. Like you already have two running backs from an from a fantasy standpoint. I have a little bit of a different point of view because David Montgomery was signed, you know, after DeAndre Swift. After they already decided that DeAndre Swift wasn't going to be their guy. They yeah. let Jamal Williams go. David Montgomery comes along really quickly. Right. They're like, all right, well, we're not going to have DeAndre Swift as our one A at this point, right? Like, that's what we wanted, and that's what we were hoping for, right? He got the second-round draft capital a couple years ago, but, hey, they're getting their guys now, right? This is a new regime. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting the guys that they want. So they got Jameer Gibbs as, uh, uh, the way I look at it, he's the DeAndre Swift replacement, yep. right? They love DeAndre Swift's skill set, but they, don't, they, they just don't trust him. So I think Jameer Gibbs coming in, uh, for me, this is, like, this is a David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs backfield right now with DeAndre Swift on the outside looking in. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, Dan Campbell, he's, he, you know, he's been talked as like this old school head coach. And I think he wants that, that biting the kneecaps. I think he wants to, to, to have the run game be, you know, be kind of the focal point. Um, and I do think that we see Swift moved, you know, I, I don't know if maybe it happens today. Like I, I'm a Denver Broncos fan. I, I'm, I, I think we have a third round pick. <laughs> I don't know if we, what we have left between Sean Payton and uh, and Russell Wilson, you know, being traded. But right. I'd go after him. I think Swiss a good running back, and I think somebody's going to get a good running back at a pretty discounted price. I mean, listen, can you imagine DeAndre Swift staying healthy in Sean Payton's system? Mm-hmm. I mean, come yeah. on, like that would be two worlds. That's, that's exactly what you want. You yeah. want a guy who who will, who will use him because you know that Sean Payton is going to give DeAndre Swift like 10 targets a game oh, know, yeah. if he's healthy, right? There's no doubt about that. Like Sean Payton is is notorious. Um, I keep going back to this stat that I can't remember perfectly all the time, but like there was a period of a 10-year stretch with Sean Payton where his backfield overall had the most fantasy points, either the most or the second most fantasy points for 10 years straight. <laughs> it's oh, absolutely no, bananas. Well, and think of how many like Pierre Thomases, you know, like guys that exactly. are kind of just It wasn't guy. just like – one baller. This was before yeah. Alvin Kamara came around. Oh, this yeah. was like Alvin Kamara came around and just continued that trend. 
And and even if you look at now, I do think Mark Ingram proved to be a good running back over the course of his career. But even a, yeah. a player like Mark Ingram, who you wouldn't even think of as like a receiving back, was getting a ton of receiving work in that system. So, right. so yeah, that's uh, I'm gonna cross my fingers that that happens. I guess uh, later today, very late today, because we don't have a second round pick. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, even if it doesn't happen, to be honest with you, there are a few versatile running backs. Um, you know, in this class that you know you could potentially get on day three, and I think you know Sean Payton is a good, good enough you know offensive mind to be able to turn a day three versatile running back into someone who could be fantasy relevant. And if that doesn't happen, then we have to really start paying to paying attention to Samaj P. Ryan, right? But, yeah. but, but, but but we'll see what happens there. Um, One thing yeah, before I know you want to move on because there's a lot of other players. I, I did want to ask you. I overall, I, I know a lot of people are saying this is a bad landing spot for Gibbs because of the backfield. I think this is great, and for me, the trump card's just the draft capital. Like like we have just not seen like very few running backs are even going in the first round anymore. But go twelfth. Not only from a, they're going to want to use him that like to show that this is our guy. We believe in this guy. He's going to have a longer leash, but also just just dynasty. Like if you're looking at dynasty, just the value he's going to hold. You know, people knowing he was the twelfth overall pick that he ran a four three five. So I, I think this is stock up for him uh, completely. I I agree, man. This is a good landing spot for Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, this is a good offense, a good offensive line. I'm not someone who's assuming this is going to be a three-way backfield. Agreed. This is not going to be a three-way backfield. They didn't pick him at 12 to give him 10 touches a game. <laughs> right, I agree. They, they, picked, they picked him at 12, and they, there was a lot of good prospects on the board that they that they gave up on. They could have traded down, but they said, no, we're going to take our guy, and that guy is going to get the majority of the touches. I, I still see 15 to 18 touches for Jameer Gibbs in year one. Yeah. Now, oh, absolutely. what happens to DeAndre Swift? Does he get traded? Does he not? If they don't move him, are they really going to say, like, hey, our first-round pick is just going to sit on the sideline? He's only going to get 8 to 10 touches and give Swift the same amount? No, I really don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So I think they signed Montgomery. They gave him the money. And he was going to get the 15 to 18 touches regardless. He needed somebody to compliment him anyway on early downs. And David Montgomery is going to be that guy. There was going to be somebody. Yep. There was no team that was going to draft uh, Jameer Gibbs and let him get 22 touches a game. It wasn't going to happen. Correct. So there was go going to be an early down compliment. So why not it be the Lions? A good offense with a quarterback who loves to dump the ball down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And on a uh, great offensive line. Right. Yeah. So it's like there are a lot of Top reasons five. to like this landing spot. And um, honestly, like I put out a post earlier today, I, I think he's the number one winner from, you know, regardless of what you think of this backfield. He himself for dynasty for fantasy. I think he's a number one winner because we all. I don't think a lot of us were expecting him to go day one. He was oh, going to no. leave I, the draft with day two draft capital potentially. I had him penciled in as a second round pick. I mean, like just think, Jonathan Taylor was a second round pick. We just talked about Swift was a second round pick. Like, like I, that's yeah. He's he's definitely a winner. I'm glad that we uh, agree on that. And, and it wasn't even a first-round pick, right? It's like top 12. Like, I know, that's early I know. In the first round, dude. <laughs> and they it's had, not they, like he was thinking like end of, end of the first, right? And, you know, and it shows that they had the 18th pick. They could have probably got him at pick 18. But they were like so – they wanted him so bad that they're like, we're going to take him at 12, you know? So <laughs> I think that says a lot about what they – what their plans are for him. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 100%, man. Um, let's hit on these quarterbacks real quick. I mean, I, it's not much to say. You know, Bryce Young taken at, at one. CJ Stroud taken at two. I just want to say something real quick, okay? Uh, so I, we put out a podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about the NFL draft odds. And uh, the favorite at that point was CJ Stroud, okay, mm-hmm. to go number one. And uh, I told you guys to put some money on Bryce Young going at number one. That was at like plus 300 odds. CJ Stroud going at number two. That was at like plus 250. And the next day, the line completely flipped. And if you, if you made that bet, and I did, I won some money. Nice. I was super happy about it. I was running around my house. <laughs> so uh, I won a few thousand dollars off of that. So yeah. if, uh, if, if you did nice, that too. Dude. Salute to you. Salute to you. So it worked <laughs> out. There was a lot of smoke around CJ Stroud, right? Potentially falling. You know, maybe Will Levis, who didn't even get picked in the first round, you know, potentially going at number two. There was some smoke around him going at number one, which is absolutely ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. Um, but you know, so you know, those two guys get taken one and two. And we'll get to Anthony Richardson in a second, going at four to Indy. But with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, man, like, you know those situations are interesting because you're hoping that their respective teams add some weapons to the fold, right? Because they're going into situations where they don't really have a lot, you know, to work with right now, you know, Bryce Young, especially uh, CJ Stroud, you know, like, you know, he has Nico Collins, you know, which, you know, I think they need to upgrade, honestly, like he could be a good complimentary piece, but I don't think he's like a number one or anything close to it. Um, And then John Mechie, I think a lot of people are high on him, but I honestly wasn't too high on John Mechie coming into the NFL. Um, I didn't love his profile, his production profiles, the injuries, and there were, you know, efficiency as well. So I think both these guys need some weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I I think Stroud even, especially, you know, I think this is going to be, this is a, a couple years down the road or maybe even next year, kind of a situation that it's going to be hard for them year one i mean at least i do kind of like young situation a little bit better i like his weapons a little bit better i like his offensive line a little bit better and i like his uh coaching staff a little bit better so i'm uh i'm more optimistic about him um and overall i kind of i kind of flip-flopped i've kind of gone back and forth i don't know about you with with who i like better this offseason young or stroud and you know i guess for me the only concern i have with young was the arm strength and the size but I just love like cerebrally and just as a playmaker, just as a football player, I like him a lot. But I, I think for fantasy, this is not these aren't two guys I'm looking to target year one. I think it's gonna There's going to be some definite growing pains. Yeah, 100 percent, you know. And I'm looking at Anthony Richardson now going to Indy, which is, in my opinion, an amazing landing spot. You know, he's paired with, you know, Shane, Shane Steichen, who, you know, developed you know, picked Justin Herbert, right? Developed him year one, who we had a great rookie year. Obviously, was with Jalen Hurts the past couple seasons. Look what he turned into. And now you have Anthony Richardson, who is an uber athlete. You know, Jalen Hurts was a good athlete, obviously. Uh, somebody who needed a little bit of help in the past game. 
and we saw what he turned into this past season. Anthony Richardson, obviously, you know, he is a bit of a project. He needs some development. But I think I think he has enough pocket presence. He has enough ability, even in the past game, when being pressured, and obviously the rushing ability that they're, they're going to implement, right? Jalen Hurts is one of the top, you know, quarterbacks in terms of um, – in terms of design rushing attempts at the position. And that's going to be a big part of Indy's game, right? With him and Jonathan Taylor, you know, back there. So is there a case to be made now that Anthony Richardson should be the one-on-one in Superflex drafts? Is there a case? Uh, I think there's a case as, if, as far as like shooting for the, the extreme upside, you know, I just think Bijan has similar upside at the position he plays, um, but also a much safer floor. So yeah, I think if you want to shoot for the moon, you can, but I I, I don't I don't have the cojones to do it myself. <laughs> okay, was... so there's there's the there's the argument of whether you take Bijan 101 or a quarterback 101 in Superflex. Let's assume that you're gonna take Bijan. So so if we're gonna assume we're gonna take Bijan with the 101, what about a 102? I would easily I I take Richardson. Yeah. As much as yeah. I love the landing spot for Gibbs and the draft capital and everything, I'm still he doesn't have the upside, in my opinion, that Anthony Richardson does. Anthony, he's and, and this is really a question about which quarterback we like the best, right? That's really what I was getting oh. at here. So it's like, Sorry, you know, bad. if okay. you're choosing, no, 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 it's, no, I get it. And 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 the fact that you're choosing, you're considering Gibbs there is really in superflex. Even that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but and I think I think for the value, in my opinion, you go quarterback there. Yeah. But you know, C.J. Shroud, you know, Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson. Obviously, we're not even considering Will Levis at this point. He hasn't been taken in the first round, so or or you know top four like these guys have. So he's not even in the question, right? Uh, so yeah. Anthony Richardson. It looks like it looks like he's the pick, man. Oh yeah, it I, for for the quarterbacks, he's easily the one I like the best. Just the upside is just too much, you know. Like you just talked about the OC and what we've seen with Justin Herbert, what we've seen recently with Jalen Hurts. Like I mean. A lot of the stuff we like about Jalen Hurts, Anthony Richardson has those same attributes, um, and in some in some cases, like to an extreme level. You know, um, I just think the system that he's going in is going to be good. I think they're gonna they're gonna take their time with him, and he he could be Cam Newton. You know, and think of how good if you drafted Cam Newton, you had almost a decade of just top eight quarterback. You know, and. I just think that's what we're going to see with Richardson. I, I really, not only, I really like this. Not bit. only, not only top eight, but you know, the upside to break fantasy. Oh yeah, right. Like the dude can have like fifteen rushing touchdowns in a season. Like he he has that type of upside, you know. And you think about it, right? Like what is the first thing you think of? It's like, uh oh, Jonathan Taylor. Like is he is he going to be? You know, he's going to be getting bullshit at the goal line. You know, more than we're mm -hmm. used to, right? When they get to the yep. goal line, who's the guy? He's the guy. <laughs> Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Now, if the entire offense takes a step forward at some point, you might not have to worry about that. But do they use Richardson? I'm assuming they're going to use Richardson a ton around the goal line. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, what it hurts, I, I think all three years he has at least 10 rushing touchdowns. You know? Yeah. So you're talking about he's got 15 rushing touchdown upside. I think 10's his floor. You know? I think he's <laughs> going to have at least 10 rushing touchdowns, Richardson, every year with, like you right. said, potential of 15 you know on some some given years um i guess my question to you is like if you're just looking at this some of the other players like you just mentioned jonathan taylor uh, I, I think it gives you some pause i'm not overly concerned with it 
Um, but I do wonder what your thoughts are on like Michael Pittman, because, you know, I, I guess my initial reaction is this isn't a good thing, you know, because he's not known to be a very accurate quarterback. He's going to probably we, we know that scrambling quarterbacks kind of take points away from the receivers oftentimes. But then we also saw what Jalen Hurts did to his receiving core. You know, like I wasn't we talked about this last offseason. I was not optimistic on the receiving core there. And then they were all awesome. So. I guess my question for like, if you have Michael Pittman, what are you doing with him? In a, I'm in I'm I'm, wor- I'm worried, honestly, yeah. because you know J- Jalen Hurts, you know, was way more developed than Anthony Richardson. I think Agreed. even you know like e- even whatever you thought of Jalen Hurts last year, like be- coming into this year, I also had some concerns around Jalen Hurts. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, I thought that he could take a step forward, but where Jalen Hurts was last year, you know, before he like really broke fantasy. Uh, and you know, improved a ton as a passer. Anthony Richardson is like way behind that, Agreed. you know. So that's my concern with, with, with the the passing weapons, you know, and the accuracy you mentioned. Michael Pittman, you know, he earned a ton of targets last year. He just didn't get a ton of tar- you know yards per reception. So his yardage is low. Receptions are high. Could that be the case again this year? Uh, unfortunately, I think that could be. Uh, and does he even have less receptions? you know, this year because of the fact that they might not be throwing the ball as much on top of that, right? Like, yeah. it's not like they had a quarterback where they were just running the ball last year. No, like, they were passing the ball. So, Pittman was getting his targets. But now, you know, we can see 15 rushes a game for Richardson, which yep. is – and then they can also slow slow the game down a little bit as well. So, it's going to be interesting, and- man. Um, the Colts don't have, like, this amazing defense either. You know, they have a decent defense. You know, are they going to be able to – you know, sustain that um, and have a ton of plays per game. I, I I don't know. Yeah, when you think about last year, how at certain times, how pass heavy the Colts were with Matt Ryan having some games going over like 50 passing attempts and not running at all. So now mm-hmm. you got to think that, that the pass volume is going to not only come down, but also because he's going to be running so much. And he already wasn't that efficient last year. So, yeah, I, I agree. I was just curious what your take was on it because I have him kind of as a loser. Michael Pittman yeah. from this from this day one, which I like Pittman, so it kind of bums me out. But but I he also does. like Richardson. I'm excited about Richardson too. So it's kind of take the yeah. good with the bad. You know, I think you know we mentioned Jonathan Taylor real quick, like you know about the touchdowns. But in terms of like the run game, like this helps Jonathan Taylor, right? Like mm-hmm. defenses, linebackers are not going to know what to do. Yeah, like if you have any sort of read option back there, it's going to be a problem <laughs> if you're trying to yeah. defend both Richardson and Jonathan Taylor uh, in the. In the in the run game, and the um, Colts the Colts did take a step back as as a um as an offensive line from the previous year when Jonathan Taylor was the RB one, but their run blocking still pretty good. So I think the two of these guys with some of these design runs, it's gonna be it's gonna be fireworks. It's gonna be fun. Now I I just got a notification real quick, and I'm trying to see who this is from. Um, let's 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 check it out real quick. It's on DeAndre Swift and oh. Jer- Jeremy Fowler just tweeted that he has some sources that the Lions are receiving trade calls on running back DeAndre Swift, whose representatives have been in contact with the team about potentially moving to a new team. With Detroit drafting Jameer Gibbs, the talented Swift appears poised to leave Detroit. So, makes a lot of sense, right? It's kind of going with what we were just talking about pretty much. And, um, you know, this is kind of expected, right? Like, guys, like, let's not jump the gun here with Gibbs and just assume this is a terrible landing spot. Somebody told me today that it's crazy that they picked 
Gibbs at number 12 and he's going to be the third string running back. I'm like, dude, <laughs> no, dude, come on, man. That, come and, on, dude. Seriously. And that's where it's like, we've been for us. I know you as well. We've been watching this game a long time. Like we've yeah. seen these things that, and I've made this mistake before of going, Oh, that's a terrible landing spot. Like remember uh, a few years ago, um, Nick Chubb, when he got yeah. drafted to the Browns and we we're like, they just signed Carlos Hyde as a I know. free agent. And like, <laughs> everyone was freaking out. And I remember in dynasty drafts, Chubb was going as like the fifth running back. He was going after Rashad Penny. Insane. He was Insane. going after, I, I don't remember all the running backs and some of the receivers, but he dropped really late in uh, the first round of rookie drafts. And then, I mean, by they, they realized how good Chubb was halfway through the season and they shipped Hyde out of there, you know? So yeah, talent always wins. 100%. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 